0: I wanted to know if really from you, like what role responsibility plays in people's outcomes.
1: Okay, that's a big one. You yeah. ha- <laughs> yeah. Um you promised me some easy questions today. <laughs> um no, so um responsibility is huge. It's just massive. It's um it's it's one of the pre it's one of the um predeterminants of successful outcomes is our ability to take ownership and accountability. So circumstance and situation push and pull us in different directions on a daily basis the world is complex it's uncertain it's unpredictable all of those things the people who perform best have huge levels of response ability an ability to respond to those circumstances and situation no matter what they are to drive the best outcomes or opportunities so i always said there's a circle of concern water cooler conversations, the stuff that's going on around us, circumstance, situation, incidents and accidents, then there's a circle of influence. And the circle of influence is where we make choice. That's what it's about. So responsibility is all about choice for me. And I absolutely guarantee you now that that, uh, that circumstance and situation – is not a predictor of success. uh, Because we know of people who were born into privilege. They're great role models, had good access to opportunity, to wealth. They had good guidance and good support. And they ended up dying heroin addicts in prison. We know some people born with a physical disadvantage, now the lack of good role models, now the lack of guidance, lack of support, lack of opportunity, they grew up to be some of the most successful people who have ever walked this earth. So it proves beyond doubt that attitude is more important than intelligence or facts. And I genuinely believe that to be true in all areas of high performance, that attitude is more important than intelligence or facts. I always say, give me I will over IQ. Any one of my teams, I'd rather have I will over IQ. Because high technical expertise, I'm talking about the Western world at the moment, high technical expertise is no longer as valuable as it used to be. Mm. And, um, and the reason why high technical expertise is no longer as valuable as it used to be is because we can Google the things. Internet, That's yeah, why. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so knowing yeah, a lot yeah. isn't where your success is going to come from. Yeah. And, um, it's not what you know which is important. It's how you think about what you know and how you bring it to life with your character and personality to determine the best outcomes or opportunities. Mm. So, you know, I genuinely believe that the only way in which businesses or people will become successful and truly perform to their optimum is taking full accountability and ownership. We need to almost move away from circumstance and situation, which is a distraction. So um, the more that we realise that our success is dependent upon us and um, and not on situation, the better. And because the world is so unpredictable, we need to simply learn to dance on a shifting carpet, not see the rug being pulled from under our feet. Mm. You know, life is a game of continual adjustment at, um, and it doesn't matter what happens. It's how we react and respond to it to determine those best opportunities or outcomes. And I think that, you know, it's, it's funny because year I mean, I'm working with a lot of businesses and um, on culture, on team, um, people strategies. And the focus on responsibility has never been higher, mm. yeah, mainly because we've been asked to stay apart. People are having to determine their own work schedules. People have to determine their own working week. At, um, they're going to have to take responsibility for driving the best outcomes at, um, whilst they're not surrounded by a team or working with directly with a leader. So there's been a greater call for responsibility. I wonder whether, in answer to your question, and I don't know the answer to this, um, I wonder whether we'll see a better shift or greater shift towards more responsibility in the western world because I, I agree with you i think that many of us will see ourselves as a victim of circumstance and situation and not necessarily see the beauty in the chaos because of it
0: mm. you talk there about the the internet as well and the power of the internet and how that's been a bit of a leveler which is yeah. which, which is a really wonderful thing i think um what how important is it do you do you think when you think about the successful people you've worked with to be uh, sort of self-driven learner beyond school um did you see in the specifically in the sort of upper echelons of like business the ones that are, the people that are most successful are proactive sort of self-driven
1: yes. yeah i think that, i think it's true i think that um i've said that our only sustainable competitive advantage is to learn faster and better than your competitors so you know, and you think about that for a business, you think about that for a leader, you know, you think about it as a sportsman, it's probably true, isn't it? You know, mm. our only sort of com- sustainable competitive advantage is just learn faster and better than anyone it's else like the two parallel line line yeah, 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 and I think that you know, and I think that I think that how can we learn faster and better, yeah, you know, if we're not proactive lifelong learners, and so you know, and I think that you know learning isn't necessarily about being taught. Um, we don 't necessarily need teachers um, it 's a strive for greater curiosity. You know I think curiosity is worth more than creativity at the moment, but it 's a strive for greater curiosity it 's a matter of matter of being open minded it 's a matter of being, matter of being, it's a matter of being um, agile in our thinking so we can deploy resource to opportunity as it becomes visible mm. um, it 's about um, it 's about self discovery so it 's about you know, a variety of things which are based not necessarily upon traditional learning but more in a way in which we can open our mind up to experimentation and feedback, you know, and understanding ourselves differently. And I think the best leaders, um, you know, have this ability to, you know, reimagine, repurpose, reinvent. I don't think they're beholden to a particular or wedded to a
0: particular mindset. But that's, for a lot of people, that's terrifying. The thought of experimentation and being agile and reinvention. I've seen that in my own business. I've seen over the years, I was... Um, I was known as being the guy that would walk in. I think a lot of business leaders are walking in the morning and be like, we're going in a different direction. Everyone come in this right. room. We're going to launch this part of our business and we're going to take a, we're going to experiment. And I I would often say to our team that experimentation is like at the heart of all of our strategy. It's like why, especially as a social media company where our platforms, cha- social media changes every day. There's new updates pushed by Facebook and Instagram yes. every day. Um, so our, our company slogan was keeping, keeping brands at the forefront of what's possible, which meant that we had to be agile. But I'd often see people in my organization that were really against change, fearful of it. They would take, you know, they would resist it. Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I, I um, I wonder how you, if it's, I, I always wondered why it was. I cause Some of them had levels of imposter syndrome. So they were, You know, they were just uh, just trying to get a hang of the role they were in and not do more. You know, they were already you know conscious. But I I wonder what your thoughts were on that. I think
1: I think I think people don't like change because they don't know what it results in. I think that's one of the things. But so let's take um, let's take uh, moving your desk. If someone sat at a desk for ten years in a particular (laughs) office and you said, you know what, you need to you need to move down the corridor, Um, I'm going to make a move. But people were not like that in the slightest. Um, if you said to them that, you know, you need to move down the corridor, you know, we really appreciate the move. We're going to give you a million pounds at the end of the year because mm. of it. <laughs> they would be trotting off with their potted plant in hand. Okay, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that because people don't necessarily know what it results in, why should we invest in doing something different, which is uncomfortable because it goes mm. against our mental tram lines, our habitual thinking. So now you're asking me to compromise my patterns and I don't know what for. And, um, I don't know what's going to result in. And, mm-hmm. um, it could be good, it could be bad. So therefore, I'm not sure I want to go to the trouble at, uh, of investing in this change at, uh, when I haven't determined you know, the result mm. of it. As human beings, we like patterns. Um, that's good and it's bad. And um, it works in our favour sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. So we like patterns and so we like consistency. Um, and we compartmentalise. And um, I get a viewpoint on the world. And in fact, if you look at... Um, the Office is a good example. The office is a great example of keeping people in patterns. You've got your phone on your desk here, you've got your computer there come in at a certain time, work in a certain way, take your lunch at a certain time. So we're conditioned to work in a way which is reflective of the consistency which takes out variance in business. Oh, yeah. So you think that management has been around for about 100 years. And the reason why management's been around for about 100 years is to reduce variance at, um, because then you can, get, then you can scale. Mm. So businesses got bigger, a lot bigger 100 years ago at, um, because of the ability to keep people habitual. So um, so because we've become conditioned to do this and everything around us keeps us in 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 a pattern that we quite like being in, mm. as soon as you start to move outside of that, there's a level of discomfort. So I guess leaders can allow people to make change at a, and embrace change. Um, I guess there's a few points. One, it's always best if it's co-authored and co-created. Right. At a, so let's involve people in what that change looks like. Um, it's always best if... Um, uh, we look at um, our organisations or teams as a community instead of as a team or an organisation. At the moment, communities are outperforming bureaucracies and hierarchies when it comes to maximising human talent. So let's try and form a community. And, um, let's co-author and co-create. And, um, and then um, let's have a look at um, peer recognition, peer coaching, peer challenge. It doesn't need to be a top-down thing done to people. It mm-hmm. can be something which can be happen from the inside out you know it's 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 meaningful when when something is endorsed by others that that you know you are that you feel an affinity with
0: you are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level